Uh, we want to focus in a little bit of mental health uh, yeah. in this half hour on a couple of levels uh, this morning. Yeah. Well, how many first responders do you have in your life? I've not so much family, but an awful lot of friends. Friends, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And you hear their stories about what they have to go through. We have a RCMP officer who lives across the street. He's a dear friend, and and he doesn't talk about it much. But no. you you know what he has seen, uh, right? And 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 I know his wife worries about him, mm-hmm. and, and and I would too, right? Uh, I can't imagine. EMS. Uh, oh. Some of the things they can see. Uh, car accidents. So, so yeah. police, fire, EMS, a lot of those. I, I would still, I would, I would even put in so many of those, a lot of the medical professionals who have to deal with an awful lot of traumatic situations on a regular basis. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah you, you can put a lot of people into that uh, category. N- now there's some help coming. Uh, Boots on the Ground, First Responders Mental Health uh, Hotline, now launched in Alberta. It has, uh, it was first formed in Ontario, but now first responders here in Alberta will have access to it. And we have the founder of Boots on the ground dave mclennan on the line good morning dave hi good morning uh yeah a lot of us uh, you you worked in this world and you would did, did you run through difficulties on your own was it seeing some colleagues what got you uh, involved in being interested in wanting to make a difference in this mental health yeah well, yeah definitely uh you don't go through a 30-year career without your ups and downs uh, as a first responder for sure and um uh, myself, yes, certainly I had ups and downs over the 30 years and I also saw co-workers struggling and really just saw the need for there to be external resources outside of the employer. Uh, we needed to have choices out there for first responders and that was our main motivation for starting Boots on the Ground. So can you tell us what Boots on the Ground is and how it differs from you know other places where people can seek help? Yeah, we are a uh, 24-7 peer support helpline for all first responders, including police, fire, EMS, corrections, nurses, and military. Um, And it differs, I guess, because we have trained first responders and uh, retired first responders answering our phone lines live. 24-7. 24-7. So any first responder or serving or retired that I just mentioned can call the line mm-hmm. any time of the day or night and speak immediately to a fellow first responder, someone who gets it, someone who's been there before. Because I, I've heard stories about, you know, people saying, I went to a psychologist and I had to explain what I did to them. And uh, there was, you know, there was half the session gone and they, and they just don't get it. So this is peer support. So they're talking to people who know what they've been through. How important exactly. is that? It's huge. Yeah, it, knowing that, talking to someone who knows it and gets it uh, is crucial. And our phone line is completely anonymous. So when first responders call in, we don't ask your name, where you live, where you work. You just say, Hi, I'm a firefighter. I need some help. And we help you out. So it's crucial that they talk to someone who understands. Um, and a lot of first responders aren't uh, comfortable talking to their families or friends and uh, risk upsetting them or traumatizing them with stories. But when you're talking to a fellow first responder who gets it, they can open up and not worry about that. Uh, you know, when we had the, uh, the the Edmonton police officers who were killed uh, last year, we did have a lot of conversations about uh, the support services that are from EPS that are uh, support services with, uh, you know, that were being provided to, to people who are close to the constables, but also just general rank and file. So there are some of those things available. Is there a reluctance sometimes to go through official channels? And that's why this more of an anonymous peer support. And I'm not saying one's better than the other. Hopefully everything works in tandem. But is there sometimes a, a reluctance to, to, to go with the familiar and you want somebody else's shoulder to, to, to lean on or an ear to bend? 
Absolutely, yeah, that's why we're here. Um, the, there are great organizational wellness programs through their employers. Uh, we're not knocking them at all, but there's a certain percentage of the population, uh, the first responder population, that won't go to work for help. Fears of stigma, confidentiality. You may know that people um, and people are, are reluctant to speak to someone who may find out. So that's why we're there as an alternative. You mentioned stigma. Is, is is that reducing now the more we talk about this that you know I'm good I'm good leave me alone I'm good I'll, I'll deal with it myself yeah definitely stigma still exists uh, we have come a long way uh, the stigma is still the number one factor why we find that, that people aren't calling work for help or aren't reaching out to anybody for help uh, first responders are used to being the ones who help people not the ones reaching out for help uh, and uh, definitely stigma is still a factor uh, you know, when you go and you look up on the website, it's called bootsontheground.ca. It says, uh, you know, we've been through it. We're not therapists. We're here to listen. No call display. No judgment. So listening, do, do you provide opportunities for other resources where there are professionals who can help? What other, you know, yeah. listening is great, but there still needs to be some action that's taken afterward. 100%, yeah, and we're not therapists. We're just peers uh, there to listen, and then we have a list of vetted resources and referrals that we can provide to people when we're on the phone with them uh, if they do need further assistance after we've spoken to them. Yeah, 100%, it's important that we can provide them clinicians, and we vet our clinicians to make sure that they have experience dealing with first responders as well. So as you mentioned, they're not spending their first appointment or two explaining the culture of their job. And these are volunteers, right? So you've put a call out saying who who wants to be on the other line of, of this of this helpline. Um, what does that mean for the people who are actually listening to all of that? They have their own burdens, and now they're taking on somebody else's burden. Yeah, that's a very good point. And uh, yeah, they're already in a high stress job, and they're doing high stress volunteer work. Uh, so we have a great wellness plan for our volunteers. We offer them courses like resiliency and compassion fatigue. And we have uh, access for them to debrief with their uh, uh, fellow um, volunteers every week. If they've had a bad call, they can they can discuss the bad call without giving up anything uh, confidential, but discuss uh, how a call may have affected them. They have access to their clinicians and therapy dogs and different things like that that we can provide them if they've had a bad call. How long have you been around uh, with the hotline? Uh, we've been five years in Ontario, and we've answered over 2,500 calls in that time. And, wow. and just expanding now, because I guess it's, it's, it's a toll-free number, right? It's a one eight three three number? Yes, and we've answered calls from across North America and Ontario, uh, but it's important to have people on the ground in the province who can interact with people and uh, get the word out. So it's it's really important for us to uh, have divisions in each province, and Alberta is our first one. We're excited that they've launched, and Mo and his team have done an amazing job. Have you heard about, you know, the difference that this has made to, to someone? We have. Uh, because it's anonymous, we don't get a lot of feedback and we don't know who we've spoken to. But we do have people reaching out uh, afterwards saying how helpful it was. And uh, we know we're making an impact. We've intervened on 41 actively suicidal callers in Ontario. Uh, so we know we made an impact there. And of the 2,500 calls we answered, we are getting some feedback that uh, it's helpful. And we get repeat callers, too, who call us on a regular basis. And I think that shows that it's effective and, and helpful. Uh, the Alberta uh, 
offshoot of this, which is also part of the larger organization. Uh, the website is BOTG, so boots on the ground, BOTGAlberta.com, and then there's the number on there. So you, you know what it's like in radio. You can throw the number out, one 724 botg but you go to the website, it'll be there uh, more available for you. Dave McLennan, thanks so much for, uh, for taking time. Thanks for, for chatting with us about this. Appreciate it, and thanks for spreading the word. Thank you very much for the opportunity to be here. You bet. Dave McLennan is the founder of Boots on the Ground. So important that they have another resource, right? <laughs> wherever they need to go, wherever they feel comfortable. Well, and it's it's a good step. Another option because it's anonymous. Yeah. Right. They don't know where you're coming from. They don't have call display, so that can be a first step. Maybe maybe it's the it's the easiest first step they can take because it's it's a safer first step for them. So. Yeah, because Dave says the stigma's still there. So.